0: Hello my babes and welcome to High Vibration Conversation with me, your host, Jamie Waters, an empowered and successful young woman aiming to instill this exact confidence in the women of the world. Here we will talk health, sex, happiness, confidence, and the power of giving less fucks and living a life that you are actually happy with. From me, you will learn how to be raw and real, as I don't really seem to have a filter and these episodes are definitely unrehearsed. Let's dive into our best lives together babes. Are you ready for me? Because I am so ready for you. So freaking good to be back and to be recording podcasts. I feel like it's been over a freaking year since my last one. And oh, I'm just, I'm so happy and so excited just to be back and doing the thing I love doing, which is talking to you guys about, you know, no matter what it is. Um, I let you guys know on my Instagram the other day, if you don't follow me, my Instagram is at Jamie Waters. Um, I let you guys know the other day that I was bringing podcasts back and that my first podcast back would be about my time living in Bali. Um, Now I lived in Bali for about nine months, give or take, Um, and it was honestly one of the most incredible times of my life and it's also one of the things that I get asked the most questions about I get heaps of inboxes daily just asking me about how I did it and and what happened and what led me to do it and even just little things like the pricing of stuff and all of that so I thought I would do a podcast so that if any of you have any questions in regards to living overseas or going to Bali or traveling or anything like that you can just jump over to this podcast and give it a listen um, and I can answer the questions all at once now, I put a little question box on my Instagram saying, ask me anything about Bali and my time there and I will answer it. So that is what I'll be doing today. Um, now, I haven't rehearsed any of these answers. I don't actually know what I'm going to say to them. It's just going to be really whatever comes to mind when I read them out. So I've written them all down and um, yeah, let's go. So my first question is, what was your favorite thing to do in Bali? Um now, I might come at this like from a living point of view and also a holidaying point of view, because I know some of you listening to this might not be going there to live, but maybe just to have a holiday. So when I was there living, my favorite thing to do was just taking a step back. And that's in comparison to living in Australia. So just taking things slow and just taking the day for as it comes. So often I would just I'd wake up. And I'd uh, first thing in the morning is I'd probably go for a walk or do a workout. So the gym I went to in Bali was uh, first I went to Body Factory and then I went to Odyssey Movement, uh, both in Canggu. And yeah, that's how I would start my day. So that was my favorite way to start the day. And then I would go somewhere to get a coffee. Uh, Favorite place to get a coffee was Nude Cafe in Canggu also um, or Labrisa. Incredible coffee there as well. So I'd start my day by doing that. That would be my favorite thing to do. And then I would see some friends. I'd usually have quite a slow day. So I'd usually spend the day with myself or with my puppy. I had a beautiful puppy over there. His name was Caillou. Um, he's with some family friends at the moment over there. Um, but yeah, so during the day, I just I just take it slow. I just do whatever I wanted to do. Maybe go for a walk on the beach, go for a swim, do some yoga, listen to some podcasts, do some work. Um, and then at night is usually when I'd spend time with friends. So we'd go out, we'd go to um Luigi's or we'd go to Backroom or we'd go to Mason and we'd we'd have drinks and talk about our day and you know talk about business plans and everything. Like living there, that was my favorite thing to do. Just to have the days to myself, the nights with friends and just um just have a really nice routine. I know it sounds kind of boring, but it was just it was just beautiful just to do while living there. Um, My favourite thing to do there when I was just going there on holidays. So I've been going there on holidays every year since I was quite young. So I've definitely been to all the touristy places. Um, So if you're going there as a tourist over 18, I would say definitely go to the beach bars. Check out, you know, Mississippi. Check out um, Ulu Cliff House in Uluwatu. Check out... God, what else is there? Um, Finns, Finns can be pretty good sometimes. Finns Beach Club. So they were fun if you want like the party aspect, but if you want kind of like a a spiritual or like adventurous and sightseeing kind of trip, I definitely recommend um, going to Uluwatu, uh, going to all the like the surf spots, Dream Sea Surf Camp is like freaking incredible. Um, and go spend some time in Ubud, um, in the forest, in the jungle. It's, it's incredible there. So definitely do that. ATV riding, which is like the quad bikes, do that. That's great. Um... What else? Immerse yourself in the culture. So my favourite thing to do regardless of living there or being on holiday is doing some cultural things, going to some temples, getting to know some locals. Um, living there, I learnt how to speak Indonesian so that was an incredible help in not only like communication but also getting to know, you know, the, the way of living over there. Um, yeah, so long story short, favourite thing to do in Bali whilst living there was just having a nice day and having routine and working out and going to the beach and spending time with friends. Um, and on holiday, just sightseeing, um, having drinks and just, you know, living the Bali life. Um, my next question is what were your living expenses per week? Okay. Um, in comparison to Australia, so, so, so cheap. So my rent per month was $400 a month, which is obviously $100 a week. my groceries, I would never spend more than 200,000, which is 20 around 20 Australian dollars a week. And that's like a big shop. That's like heaps of fruit, heaps of veg, like rice and fish and like all of this stuff, like a lot to last me like a big week. I would, I would spend like no more than $20. If I was just doing a little shop because I knew I wasn't eating at home much, I wouldn't even spend more than $10 per week. Um, In regards to like going out for breakfast and stuff, I had a really great collaboration with Nude Cafe in Chenggu. So like for breakfast, I honestly wouldn't spend more than $6 a day. Um, But Bali in general, you really don't spend that much on breakfast anyway, depending on where you go. Um, In regards to going out, like going out on the town, partying, drinking, all of that... Before I obviously I was living there during coronavirus times and also before. So before coronavirus times when you could go out, um, honestly, I wouldn't spend more than two hundred thousand, which is twenty dollars on a big night and like living there when I could spend twenty dollars for a whole week's worth of groceries or I could spend twenty dollars on one night out. You can kind of see like, yeah, it is in comparison. It's actually quite a lot of money to spend on just one night out. Um, but like beers are about two dollars each so you know have that many beers, cocktails like maybe five dollars, six dollars depending on where you go. If you go somewhere like Finn's though you'll be spending about uh, Melbourne prices on a cocktail. Um, so yeah my, my living expenses per week really wasn't much at all. My biggest expense was rent and as I said that was four hundred dollars a month so if you're working whilst you're living over there or if you've got quite a lot in your savings account, you can definitely sustain yourself for quite a while over there. Um, next question was, what was the food like? Okay, so food over there, it depends what you eat and who you are and what you do. So I know a lot of people that'll go to Bali and just have Western food, like they'll just have pizza and chips and you know, whatever the cafes offer. Um, but me myself, I actually lived with some Indonesian people um, and so I'd eat local food, you know, I'd eat nasi and ayam and tempeh and um babiguling so these are all Indonesian words for like rice and chicken and um tempeh you'd already know um and, and pork and all of this stuff so i just i just eat whatever they ate really lots and lots of veggies um and it was really delicious because they cook it in incredible spices and stuff um but if i was going to a cafe the food was impeccable the, f- the food over there is absolutely incredible no matter where you go um, and it's it's very, very cheap in comparison to Australia. Um, but yeah, if you're going there, I definitely recommend eating local food, eating traditional food. There were these places called um, Warungs, and you go there, and honestly, for a big meal, you probably wouldn't spend any more than two dollars, and that would be jam-packed full of, like, whatever. So, even though before I said I ate a lot of like chicken and, and pork and stuff, that was normally just if I was sitting down with the Indonesian families I lived with. Um, but if I was going out by myself, I was mostly vego or vegan. So just because that felt right for my body, not that I'm vegetarian or vegan. Um, I'd eat tofu and tempeh and like vegetables and these different sautés and, and rice and just like incredible food at these warungs. Um, and yeah, honestly wouldn't spend more than two dollars for a massive meal so the food over there is incredible and the pricing is incredible too um my next question is did you find it hard to leave your family and friends behind um yes and no so my family have always known me to be the person that like if I get an idea in my head I kind of got to run with it um and I've I've I don't know, when I spoke to my mum about it, um, she said to me that she's always seen me as, as the child to travel and, and leave the house and, and follow my dreams. And she said like, you know, we support you no matter what, if it works out, we're so happy for you. If it doesn't work out, then just come home. Like it's, and I felt like really comforted by that. Um, because obviously a big fear in moving away from home is fuck, like, what if I can't do it? What, what am I thinking? Um, So leaving family was actually okay. I did really miss them when I was over there, especially during like Christmas and Easter and New Year's, like the times that you would spend with family. Um, But I did, I did okay. I did, it it wasn't a major worry of mine because I always knew that, you know, when I wanted to come back, I'd be able to see them and yeah. So that was okay. Uh, Friends wise... It was quite hard leaving friends, um, because, you know, I didn't really know anyone when I was moving to Bali, so I was a bit worried, like, oh, I'm leaving all my friends, you know, who am I going to have? But I knew that, like, they were only a FaceTime away, they were only a call or a text away, so that was okay. Um, but yes, I did really miss them. I think the hardest thing for me to leave was, um, the guy that I was seeing at the time, um, because I'd pursued that relationship for such a long time, um, And then when things were just starting to work out well, I kind of had to turn around to him and say, hey, I really like you, but I'm moving overseas, which was like a massive kick in the guts for both of us. But like he understood that I had to do it. Um, And I obviously didn't expect him to wait for me when I got back. I hoped he would. But, you know, I didn't expect that to happen. Um, So that was probably one of the hardest things to leave a love interest behind um, when it was working so well. But I knew I had to do it for myself. So it was okay. And uh, spoiler alert, we are actually together now that I'm back in Australia. So that's really exciting. It all kind of worked out for the best. Um, next question is, how did you make friends and was it hard? Okay. Um, how did I make friends? How did that work? I think, so when I first moved over there, I was very work-based and business-based, just like, you know, trying to stabilize myself, my income, my business. Um, I was doing marketing and social media for different brands whilst I was over there. Um, And I think like the first couple of friends I made, it was honestly just from sitting in cafes and working on my laptop and people kind of coming up to me and being like, oh, hey, I'm so and so. What's your name? Where are you from? What are you doing? Like everyone is just so friendly over there and everybody kind of has the same idea about life that, you know, we've got to follow our passions and that we're here for such a short amount of time and what's the point in wasting wasting our lives being miserable like let's just go for what we want to go for rather than you know like pussyfoot around and just do what society wants us to do. So it was very easy to make like-minded friends. Um a lot of them came from yeah just being at cafes. I did a lot of stuff with my social media, so I had lots of stories all the time so I guess people kind of saw that and then messaged me on Instagram saying, "Hey, I see you're living in Chengdu. Do you want to catch up?" Um I made a lot of friends from going to the gym too. Just again, like-minded people, you know, you'd see each other working out quite a few times, um, you know, over the days and you'd be like, hey, you know, I saw you the other week and you'd end up, you know, going for coffee or something afterwards. Or I also made a lot of friends going out. So just going out for drinks with one person, then you bump into another person and then all of a sudden you kind of know everyone. Um, And by the end of the time that I was living there, I honestly, I couldn't go for a walk down the street without seeing like five or six people that I knew and just having a conversation um, because Chenggu in general, where I was living is such a tight, like with us expats that live there, it's such a tight knit community. Everybody knows everybody. You, you can't do anything without people finding out because just everybody knows everybody. So it's a really nice feeling though, because you, you have friends and you have people that are there to back you and it's, it's good. So it was not hard to make friends over there. Um, it was, yeah, it was really beautiful. So if that's one of your fears about moving overseas, like, is it hard to make friends? Put yourself out there um, and make sure you radiate what you want to bring into your life. So if you're being secretive or if you're being jealous about shit or if you're not, you know, like not being your full and true self, um, you're going to attract friends that are also like that. So just make sure you're being genuine and then the right people will come into your life. So, yeah, no, it wasn't hard to make friends. Um My next question is, how did you find adapting to Bali life after living in Australia for so long? Oh, I really like this question. So it was it was a bit difficult um, on my mindset mostly because living in Australia, it's so fast paced. It's go, go, go. It's, you know, how can I elevate myself next? How can I push myself more? Um. And I also feel like living in Australia, it's a bit of a competition all the time, like with other people, like trying to be better. And, um, I don't know. I just feel like there's, there can be some unhealthy, um, stigmas around things without going too much into it. Um, but living in Bali, it's just, I had to really slow down and I had to realize that whatever I want in life, I'm a magnet and I'm going to attract it, um, and not to run myself into the ground and to really feel for things before I, I did them so really trust my gut instinct before doing something really listening to my body um, and yeah it, living in Bali taught me a lot about that about myself and about being comfortable with my choices and um, because I guess in Australia, I had a lot of guidance, like, you know, I was living under my parents' roof, I always had friends in my ear about things, but in Bali, like, it was just me, and my thoughts, and my actions, and so, like, obviously I had to bear the burden of a lot of my choices, but I also got to see the success of a lot of my choices as well, because it was my choice, but, um, yeah, that's on a more like deep level. Um, weather-wise, God, Bali is so much hotter than Australia. So honestly, I'd go out for lunch and I'd be sweating balls, like just dripping. That was the first couple of weeks that I lived there. And then obviously after a while you climatize. Um, so that was a big um, adaption, I guess. What else? Not driving. So in Australia, I just love driving, drive everywhere. Why not? In Bali... Um, I didn't have a car nobody has cars really like everybody gets around on motorbikes so that was different but honestly I love change I'm a person who loves change so for me to find um, like to see how it was adapting from Australia life to Bali life it was great like I loved it I was all for it so if you're a person who loves change um, definitely go for it however if you're a person that's a bit scared of change go for it as well because like fuck do what makes you feel uncomfortable because you're going to grow from it but yes there is a lot of things to adapt to Uh, My next question is, did you live alone? Um, Yeah, I did. So when I first moved to Bali, I did live with a couple for a little bit, but I really didn't enjoy living at that villa. There was a like, it wasn't because of them. It was just a lot of structural things like um, the plumbing and all of that stuff. And I just was like, oh, if I'm living here, I want to feel great about where I'm living. Uh, Just let's just move. So I moved. um, And then for the rest of the time, I lived by myself, which was so good. Um, just being in my own space. I've always kind of been the person that loves my own space so I kind of had to live by myself. Um, The place where I lived at for the longest period of time though was kind of like an apartment complex um, where other expats lived. So I had my own room, kitchen, bathroom, was really nice and spacious, gorgeous garden but there were other people from other countries that were living long-term in Bali um, like as my neighbours and they became really, really close friends of mine, like extremely close friends. I met two incredible guys from the UK um, who were living together and they just became some of my best friends. We went on trips together and that was incredible. And then one of my other neighbours was this incredible lady from France and she became kind of like a mother figure to me. And that was just incredible. So even though I lived by myself, I was constantly surrounded by people very close by. Um, my next question is, did you rent or book your accommodation um like airbnb oh okay that question makes sense all right so they're asking if like i had to book in advance or did i rent um now when i was living in a place for a long time i just rented so like it was like a long term agreement but when i was moving around or going to visit different places or doing collaborations with different villas i would definitely book in advance um so for someone going over there for a holiday you know check out airbnb look online um if you've got some villas that you've seen me stay at maybe just message me and i'll link you to their owners um so if you're going there for a holiday obviously book if you're looking at living there um yeah rent uh the rent deals are incredible um and it's just it's really worth your while and you can stay in some gorgeous 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 places for um Really good prices that you wouldn't think that you'd get anywhere else. Um, And my last question is how many villas slash living spaces did you live in? Okay, so I did stay and live in quite a few different ones. Um, When I first moved over there, I was in Kuda for a little bit. I wouldn't recommend living in Kuda. It's terrible to live in. It's more of a tourist location, but my family has an apartment there. So I just kind of based myself there for a little bit. Um, so first I was in Kuda and then I moved to Barawa in Canggu. Um and I stayed there for maybe three weeks. That was the apartment that, sorry, that was the villa that with the shop plumbing and I was just like not a fan. Um, then I moved to Chenggu in the living complex that I was living in. I stayed in probably three different places in Ubud and that was beautiful. That was for shorter term, so maybe like a week or two just because I wanted to get out of Chenggu. Um, I had a place in Uluwatu for a little bit but mostly I was in Chenggu. so what's that one two three four five six seven eight 7, 8. about eight eight to ten different places the whole time I was there um, but I really didn't feel like I was moving around too much so if you're going to go there on a holiday I definitely recommend visiting multiple places so I would say go to uluwatu which is right down the bottom it's right on the um on the coastline incredible for surfing i would stay say stay in changu changu is uh, has a lot of expats like a lot of foreigners living there Um, it's not super touristy but it has really great bars and clubs nightlife and cafe life Um, i'd say go visit ubud which is more in the center of bali and that's in the forest areas um, you can go on amazing retreats there and go through the jungles and go visit temples and it's just a bit more wholesome there a lot less of a party scene um, and where else I if you're not really into the touristy scene probably stay away from Seminyak and Kuta but if you're there for just like partying drinking you don't really want too much of a cultural experience then yeah Kuta and Seminyak is probably great for you um, so yeah that's that brings me to the end of my questions I did kind of have a few more but they meshed into some of the answers I've already given so I thought I'd just skim past those ones um but yeah far out like it, it actually felt really good doing that podcast As a little bit of a recap to my time living over there um oh actually one question that does get asked quite a bit that I probably should answer is why did I come back um and was I planning on coming back so To me, everything happens for, I know it's such a like a cliche saying, but everything happens for a reason. I'm honestly extremely happy to be back in Australia, but at the same time, I would be extremely happy to still be living in Bali. There was nothing major other than coronavirus. There was nothing major that made me move back to Australia, Um, but I feel like I need to be back here one because in Bali the life I was living was very relaxed and very slow and I was I was loving it so much but I also feel like at my age I'm, I'm 20 I feel like I need to be pushing myself I feel like I need to be evolving at a bit more of a quicker rate and I feel like being in Melbourne will help me achieve that a bit faster than uh, being in Bali um, I can definitely see myself going back to Bali and living there but just not anytime soon um, probably once I've I've you know made myself a little bit more once I've you know discovered myself and and made my mark a little bit more then I definitely can see myself going back Um, I'm really happy to be back around family like I've got five I've got five younger siblings that I would like to see grow Um, I feel like I missed out on a lot of them when I was living in in Bali so I'm really happy to be back and around them And also um, with the guy that I'm seeing at the moment, I feel like I'm at the stage in my life where I really wanted to foster a great relationship and just see where that went. Um, I've been single for quite a while. Um, And so I'm really happy to be back and to be living life with him and seeing how that goes. And, um, yeah, just being really content. So I came back majorly because of coronavirus, because of the uncertainty, because it was quite hard to make an income over there and because I really wanted to be with family over this time and also because I knew that the international borders were shutting. So I was like, shit, you know, I don't really want to be stuck in Bali and not able to come home. So I'll come home whilst I can. Um, And yeah, so I guess that's the end of this podcast. I... Hope that I've answered your questions. If I haven't, just send me a message. I'll answer them in person um or through DM. And yeah, I I honestly don't know yet what my next podcast is going to be about. If you've got some ideas, let me know. I know a lot of people have been asking me about my time in quarantine. So I had to spend 2 weeks in government quarantine uh when I came back into Australia. So maybe I'll do some questions around that. Um but yeah, it's so good to be back. So good to be talking to you guys there is a product release coming up very soon. I'm doing a collaboration with a a very special person in my life. (laughs) I don't want to release too much about it yet. So I'm just going to really, you know, fairy dust over the top of it. Um, But yeah, that's coming soon. And I can't wait to let you guys know a bit more about what I've been doing in life. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I will speak to you guys very soon.